Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me, a Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is October 24th. Today we are going to continue in this week's Come Follow Me block. We're going to jump over to 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 5 and 6. Listen to what they say and what they teach us about Jesus Christ. Paul says, For there is one God, and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Now, what I like about this is this idea of a mediator, and we'll get more into what a mediator means later. And we'll talk a little bit more about that concept of Christ being a mediator for us with God. But I do want to also say what a mediator is not. A mediator, or at least Christ as our mediator, he's not the guy that stands between us and the big bad father. I feel like sometimes when we talk about this idea of mediation, we picture God being there just itching to send down fire and brimstone. And we think about the Savior being like, no, 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 let me tell you why we shouldn't do that. That's not how it is. God loves us with a full and complete love. He is anxious for us to come unto him. He is anxious for us to repent of our sins. He is anxious for the Savior to mediate and to pay the price so that we can return to our Father again. God is a God of love, and he stands even at the judgment seat as a God of love. When it says that Christ is a mediator, he's not trying to talk God out of smiting us, or he's not trying to talk God out of casting us away. Rather, he is creating a balance. There are two laws that govern God and govern the universe, and that's the law of justice, that says that there has to be consequence for our actions. It's an idea of fairness. Now, oftentimes we think of consequence for our actions, we automatically assume the bad things, right? If we sin, then this has to happen or whatnot. But the law of justice also goes for the positive things too. When we are baptized, our sins are washed away. That is the law of justice. Here's the action and here's the consequence. So the law of justice governs the universe, but God knowing that we would come to this earth and knowing that we would be imperfect, knowing that he wanted us to return to him again someday and that on our own, it would not be possible. He provided us with a savior so that we could also experience the law of mercy. With the law of mercy, The atonement of Jesus Christ allows for us to be forgiven and allows for us to escape the consequences of our actions. Oftentimes when we think of forgiveness or repentance, sometimes I always say we think of it as like a magic eraser, that Christ just comes in and he cleans up our mess. But that isn't the case. The law of justice demands consequence for action. So the Savior doesn't just come in and clean up our mess with a magic eraser. He takes that consequence for sin upon himself, which allows us to be free from that consequence. And my friends, he was the only one who could do so. Being the son of God and living a perfect life qualified him to enact the atonement on our behalf and make the law of mercy full in our lives. 
It's precisely the law of mercy. It's because our Father in heaven sent Jesus Christ to this earth that we should understand better that God is a God of love who wants nothing more than for us to return to him again someday. Sometimes along with calling the Savior the mediator, sometimes we also call him our advocate. And the scriptures say he's our advocate with the Father, meaning that together with the Father, they are advocating on our behalf for our salvation and for our eternal life. So let's talk a little bit more about the idea that Christ gave himself a ransom in order to be a mediator for us. Elder Packer, clear back in 1977, gave a talk called The Mediator. And in this talk, he shares a story or gives an analogy of what it means that Christ gave himself a ransom and paid the price of justice for us. I'm going to play a portion of that talk for you, mostly because it makes me happy to hear President Packer's voice. But listen to how he explains what it means that Christ acts as our mediator. There was once a man who wanted something very much. It seemed more important to him than anything else in his life. In order to have uh, what he desired, he incurred a great debt. He had been warned about going into that much debt, and particularly about his creditor. But it seemed so important for him to do what he wanted to do and to have what he wanted right now. So he signed a contract. He had what he wanted now. And that's what seemed important. Thinking somehow that the day of reckoning never would really come. But, as it always does, the day came, the contract fell due. The debt had not been paid, and his creditor appeared and demanded payment in full. I cannot pay you, for I have not the power to do so, he confessed. Then, said the creditor, we will exercise the contract, take your possessions, and you shall go to prison. Can you not extend the time or forgive the debt the debtor begged? Surely you believe in mercy. Will you not show me mercy? The creditor replied, Mercy is always so one-sided. It would serve only you. If I show mercy to you, it will leave me unpaid. It is justice I demand. Do you believe in justice? Mercy cannot rob justice. There they were, one meeting out justice, the other pleading for mercy. Neither could prevail except at the expense of the other. Is there no way for justice to be fully served and mercy also? There is a way. The law of justice can be fully satisfied, and mercy can be fully extended. But it takes someone else, and so it happened this time. The debtor had a friend. He came to help. He stepped between them, faced the creditor, and made this offer. I will pay the debt if you will free the debtor from his contract so that he may keep his possessions and not go to prison. You demanded justice. Though he cannot pay you, I will do so. You will have been justly dealt with and can ask for no more. It would not be just. And so the creditor agreed. The mediator turned then to the debtor. If I pay your debt, will you accept me as your creditor? Oh, yes, yes, cried the debtor. You save me from prison and show mercy to me. 
Then said the benefactor, You will pay the debt to me, and I will set the terms. It will not be easy, but it will be possible. I will provide a way. And so it was that the creditor was paid in full and had been justly dealt with. No contract had been broken. The debtor, in turn, had been extended mercy. Both laws stood fulfilled. Because there was a mediator, justice had claimed its full share, and mercy was fully satisfied. Each of us lives on kind of a spiritual credit. One day the account will be closed, a settlement demanded, and by eternal law mercy cannot be extended save there be one who is both willing and able to assume our debt and pay the price and arrange the terms for our redemption. Unless there is a mediator, unless we have a friend, the full weight of justice, untempered, unsympathetic, must, positively must, fall on us. But know this, truth, glorious truth, proclaims that there is such a mediator. For, as the prophet said, there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Jesus Christ. Through him mercy can be fully extended to each of us without offending the eternal law of justice. This truth is the very root of Christian doctrine. But there is a Redeemer, a mediator, who stands both willing and able to appease the demands of justice and to extend mercy to those who are penitent, for he offereth himself a sacrifice for sin. How great, how glorious, how complete redemption's grand design where justice, love, and mercy meet in harmony divine. My friends, Jesus Christ lives. He is our Savior, our Redeemer, and our Mediator. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.